Amplifying Leadership, a podcast dedicated to sharing leadership ideas, challenges, tips, and even our successes. My name is Tara Lehman, and I'm a partner, coach, and consultant at Twin Life Coaching and Business Services, of which Amplifying Leadership is a division. For our leadership clients, we love to support you with tools, coaching, learning, and information through all of our leadership services. To learn more about our Amplifying Leadership division and our leadership community, please visit amplifyingleadership.ca. Today, I am welcoming Dennis Mellon. Dennis is a speaker, best-selling author, executive coach, leadership trainer, retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, and even an Alaska airline captain. Wow, that's an amazing background. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks you, t- thank you, Tara. I appreciate being the, on here and having the opportunity to pass on some nuggets if I can. Oh, awesome. Great. Why don't we start by learning a little bit more about all of these wonderful things that you've done? Um, so how did you come to leadership or do you have a specific story you want to share to help us understand your leadership story? Well, yeah, sure. I um, At 10 years old, I'm sitting at my father's Air Force base uh, over in Germany when these two F4 Phantoms come screaming by in full afterburner. Wow. You know, the, that feeling that you could feel it in her chest when they're roaring by. And yeah. I'm holding my fist at my dad going, yeah, dad, that's what I want to do when I grow up. Of course, wow. my wife says I haven't reached that point yet. But uh, <laughs> What, growing up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so the I wanted to be a professional pilot. And I knew one of the ways of doing it was to go through the Air Force. So I went to mm-hmm. the Air Force Academy, Air Force pilot training. And at about the six-year point, uh, I realized I could continue flying with the Air Force Reserves okay. and uh, pursue an airline job. So I got hired by Alaska Airlines. And then I went through uh, various positions, retiring uh, from the Air Force as a lieutenant colonel and, and from Alaska mm-hmm. Airlines as a as a uh, fleet captain in charge of about 650 pilots and 40 instructors. So lots of leadership experience there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, it's one of those things that you go through uh, at first you think you, you suffer from imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. But then uh, you realize if there's 650 pilots, there's probably 650 opinions. So yours is just as good (laughs) as theirs. Uh, that's a good one. I like that. I like that. Everybody does have an opinion and we take yeah. information in very differently, every single person. So yeah. I, I love that. I love yeah. that. What would you say was the biggest obstacle during your leadership journey that you did have to overcome? I think I think what I alluded to earlier, that uh, uh, that imposter syndrome, why have I been put into this position? Mm-hmm. And then you go through this uh, this thing of, well, I've been put in this position. I'm supposed to know everything. And then okay. you come to realize after you make a few mistakes that you don't know everything and you need mm-hmm. to rely on the other uh, other members of your team, your mm-hmm. employees, uh, your other managers and uh, leaders in your, in your, uh, in your group. Absolutely. So, yes. Yeah. You absolutely have to rely on everybody because I mean, as you, you know, you were on my website, Amplifying Leadership, and you can see that it's not about just dictating. I mean, you'll never know everything, right? You'll never be that, you know, nobody wants to be the dictator that's dictating what to do. It is about being a team. It's about learning and growing together. Right. You yeah. end up uh, trying to get a team that uh, uh, probably knows more than you do on almost every subject, but you're the one mm-hmm. that is making the decisions and you're the one that knows mm-hmm. how to simulate that. So yeah. I think of it as 
you don't have to be as uh, as smart as everybody around it, but you have to be able to make the smart choices, find yes. the options. Yes, everybody needs a decision maker. And absolutely right there. Um, yeah. Bang on with that one. But teamwork, that's the best part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they uh, they often say that when, when you get your team together, you're going to have five or six uh, different uh, options and everything. Mm-hmm. And there's only a few ways of... Uh, of doing something wrong. But the big thing is, is uh, starting, uh, making the decision and going down a track. You can always adapt to the situation, Mm -hmm. but making that decision and starting to execute it is the, is the key. Mm -hmm. And once you, once you have some observations, you know, you kind of do the, the loop, you know, observe, uh, orient, Mm -hmm. uh, go a direction and then uh, adapt to the situation and start that whole process back again. Yes. Absolutely. You always have to reassess too. Did it work? Yeah. Didn't it work? Yeah. What didn't work? Why didn't it work? All those yeah. questions. And I'm going to go back to something you had alluded to as well, which is getting those ideas from your team because leaders don't have all the answers, but getting those ideas from the team gives you a selection almost of solutions. Right. And as the leader, you you make the, the right decision based on the information that you and everybody else brings to the table. What do you think? Right. Yeah. Well, of course, um, what it is, is uh, creating that environment where where you can have those positive, purposeful, productive conversations mm-hmm. without fear of uh, shame or retribution. Mm-hmm. Here's an idea. You know, let's talk about why it'll work or why it won't work. Mm-hmm. And start developing what uh, either the consensus is or the final decision needs to be if it's time critical. Exactly. Um, there's a lot of lot of input that you can get from and it's important to the point where if you have somebody that's not participating in the conversation is drawing them out you know Mm -hmm. tara you haven't said a whole lot about this what's going through your head on this Mm -hmm. that one it forces you to pay attention but it also forces you to to uh make an an evaluation and and uh uh express your opinion mm-hmm, exactly it's about being welcoming and including uh, everyone yeah. really yeah. yeah so you did let me know that one leadership topic that really does intrigue you is that of engaging employees through culture leadership and interrelationships so what makes this topic so important to leadership and to leaders well it's funny that you bring it up because um I actually spell culture with a K so that I can make that those initials into an acronym KPI. Oh. And if you can oh, that, I love it. If you can make that your ultimate KPI, it'll drive your other key performance indicators mm-hmm. in your company. And culture, uh, you know, uh, leaders are the single biggest influencers to culture and the performance mm-hmm. of a team. You know, if a leader doesn't care, the rest of the team doesn't care. Yes, I you agree. Know, if the leader doesn't want to address this, the rest of the team's not going to address this. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it kind of uh, uh, it affects uh, everything. Leadership is that important, and it's not the know all be all. It's the drawing out the uh, the uh, strengths and skills mm-hmm. of your team. And if you don't have them there, uh, making sure that you get somebody on the team that uh, has that particular skill that's missing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, making that your ultimate KPI is what will drive that elite performance that, oh, you know, uh, most companies are looking for. Some some people are just, you know, collecting a paycheck and getting by. But if you're going mm-hmm. for that, if you're looking for performance, 
and you're not satisfied with the performance you're getting, the first place to look at is at your leadership. Mm-hmm. Because that's going to affect everything else. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It does come from leadership, even the board of directors, if you have one, to right. your C-suites, to your managers, you know, on, because everybody needs to, you know, needs to have those skill sets and, and know that they have leaders that can help them make decisions and even help them grow. And right. good culture comes from that and has right. to be bought in at the top level. I 100% agree with that. It's so important. Yeah. Buy-in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I do talk a lot about being an inclusive leader, but also discussions around inclusive workplaces that we've talked a little bit about. Um, What tips, or maybe you have a story with some tips that you can share with us today around a positive workplace culture that you either created or maybe you were part of that really stood out to you? Well, coming from uh, several airlines, uh, you know, one of the things was that I noticed there was a a difference in the air force. We'd all gone through the same experiences, just mm-hmm. about same training, uh, same professional schools, uh, leadership schools. So mm-hmm. we're all on board with, uh, and in a way, maybe stuck in a certain rut on thought processes. Mm-hmm. But what I learned from working with uh, several airline at several airlines was bringing those perspectives in that, um, that other people, um, uh, bring to the table mm-hmm. so that you have mm-hmm. uh, things that you can discuss. Um, one of the things that happened when I was a, a, a fleet captain at Alaska, I had a, um, I had a, a instructor that, you know, very competent, but seemed to be a thorn in my side all the time. Oh dear. And I uh, always bringing up the, 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 what could happen, what, uh, it's, it's, you know, they, it, what do they call it? Uh, Devil's advocate type of Yeah, person. some kind of biases or stuff. Yeah. And somebody came up to me and said, well, why don't you just let him go? I said, you know what? That probably is the uh, a, a thing, an option that I could use. Well, why not keep him there? Because he's making us think harder about what we're doing. He's bringing mm-hmm. a perspective. It may have been, uh, he may have been a naysayer for most of them, but he's bringing in a unique perspective that we need to consider why this won't work. Mm-hmm. Or why this, uh, why we've tried this in the past. Okay, now I've got to explain why we're considering it again. Circumstances have changed because mm-hmm. we don't know how dynamic business is. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about volatility, uncertainty, uh, complexity, those type of things. Yeah. And mm-hmm. having those perspectives is really important. So you're starting to see companies uh, bring more and more diversity into their workforce because they have different experiences. They're going to have a different uh, perspective on things. Absolutely. And um, you certainly don't want to miss out on a, on an option that will really uh, take off and, and get you to that elite performance that we're looking for. Yes, absolutely. I think it's it's diversity is, is very important to having a great inclusive culture as well, um, because you do learn from different angles. I come from the trucking industry, and I've mentioned this before, but it's it's heavily male dominated, yeah. um, you know. And so, being a leader in that type of industry can be difficult for women. Yeah. Um, I was lucky; I was in a great company, but. It it is it, you know it you want to feel more diversity. I would have loved to have seen more diversity in the industry, and something I continue to hope to see and work on now. Um, yeah, 
Well, imagine imagine this. Uh, a few years back, when when I was in the Air Force, we had no women pilots, and the yes. first pilots that came in, you know, every they were in a, uh, they were uh, uh, out in front of everybody. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was it was a glass house. Literally, everybody's looking at every single thing, uh, trying to find fault of why we shouldn't have women pilots. And what I did, I was a chief pilot at the time. I started thinking. Uh, well, this is the direction we're going. How can I help uh, help these ladies uh, assimilate mm-hmm. in the squadron? And um, granted, you're not going to take uh, a, a brand new pilot and put them in the left seat or put them in flight lead or mm-hmm. one of those positions. It takes a while to develop that. Right. If, you're, if everybody's looking at you constantly, you're afraid to make mistakes. Well, I have made more mistakes than I've been successful. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, instead of looking at them at mistakes, I looked at them as that's, that's not the way that, that that's a way that won't work. It's the Thomas Edison thing. You know, he mm-hmm. 10,000 tries to get a light bulb. Yes. <laughs> he was asking about the 10,000 failures. He said, I don't look at them at 10,000 failures. Those are 10,000 ways that didn't work mm-hmm. where I finally got to the one. So I tried to get the 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 ladies that were coming in because we brought in I think three within the first year or two, mm-hmm. and I would tell them you've got to allow yourself to make mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and to learn from them regardless of what everybody else is saying. They've made the same mistakes over and over again. Some, mm-hmm. of them. and uh, by putting that pressure on yourself, you're more apt to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So. I, I I don't know if I, uh, you know, if I was on the leading edge of diversity, but for sure, I was helping them to realize that this is a learning process. And just as mm-hmm. a side note, it's taken 40 years for there to be a four-star general in charge of a uh, combat command Wow, that's now a woman. Well, I think she's retired now, mm-hmm. but it took 40 years for that to develop. It's not like, Incredible. Gary, you're going to be in charge of the uh nato commander mm-hmm. in chief uh it, it just uh, it takes time mm-hmm. and a lot of times when we're looking at diversity we're looking at uh time constraint and mm-hmm. in a professional um in a professional environment it takes a while to develop it, it just doesn't just turn on and mm-hmm. yeah turn on, you know so change management change yeah. takes time right yeah, yeah. So, uh, and unfortunately, diversity is taking some time too. Mm-hmm. In some people's opinion, too long. But uh, yes, yes, I would, I would say that. These, yeah, we should have <laughs> done a lot of these things a while back. But well, you should be proud of yourself for thinking about it so long ago, because you know women do sometimes feel they have to be strong, they have to do things perfectly, and they give themselves a lot of self doubt when they have a mistake. And just just like you, I see failures and mistakes as transformations. Yeah, you have to make them. Yeah, what's the what's that Japanese samurai saying fall down seven times and get up eight? Yes, exactly. Keep plugging away. Yeah. Keep trying, and one time you will figure out that that secret sauce, right? Yeah, like whatever yeah, it is, yeah, yeah very exactly. good. Yeah. So, what would you say beyond what we've talked about today, which has covered a lot of great topics? Is there any other part of leadership that you feel somebody may need in order to lead effectively, either in the work that you do as a coach, or even as when you were, for example, in a pilot? 
Uh, I think communications is the biggest part is learning how to communicate with somebody. Now there's going to be confidential things, but mm, you still course. have to refer to them in some way. Mm. Uh, I, I, I know of a lady where uh, somebody was fired and mm. um, uh, everybody was wondering why. And they kept asking and said, well, it's in confidence. We can't talk about it. You still need to have an explanation. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's just like the old uh, event to outcome sequence. Uh, an event happens, uh, a challenge or an obstacle. Uh, what we do as leaders to alter, change or affect the outcome makes the difference. Mm-hmm. If we do nothing, just like if we do nothing uh, when somebody gets fired, the negativity will fill that gap. Mm-hmm. There's that, that gap's not going to stay there. It will be right. filled. Yeah. So you might as well fill it up with, uh, you don't have to be perfectly transparent because some things need to be kept in confidence, but enough so that, you know, this person was fired mm-hmm. because they lied, cheat, or st- sto- uh, stole something. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. something that, uh, well, they're not meeting their quotas or they're, they uh, failed uh, to observe company regulations mm-hmm. or something right. like that. That's all that needs to be said, mm-hmm. you know? But it's mm-hmm. communication is what the key, and that's what builds trust, and that's what builds commitment, is yes. being able to communicate. And I, that is one of my favorite topics that I talk about in even my workshop series. It's it Communication is so important. It right. is about, like you said, just earlier even, listening and getting feedback and being open and honest where possible, because you're right, there's a lot of confidential stuff that you can't share can't right. say, well, someone's off lot because, you know, they're going to cancer treatments and things like yeah, that. Man. Yeah. But you can say there is a reason for it, you know. Yeah. So I agree. Confidential stuff must stay there. But the more open you can be about things that are going well or wrong in a company, the better for sure. The open open door policy almost. Yeah. And it's uh, it goes to general communications all the way down to getting to know individuals on your team. Yes. It's important to know. Uh, more than just Tara and I work at at uh, amplifying leadership, and that's all mm-hmm. we do. Well, it's important to know that Joanne has three kids that are in college and she's struggling to make mm-hmm. payments, or mm-hmm. Bob over here has two parents that are in long term care. Those factors outside of work are affecting their work. Mm-hmm. So how do we? If I don't know about it, and they're not performing well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's, uh, it, it, there's a discrepancy there you can't, mm-hmm. that you need to address. Yeah. Um, it's obviously affecting their works in some way. And mm-hmm. if you help them, they're going to be, want to be more help for other people. And, uh, and once their, uh, their crisis is over, hopefully, um, mm-hmm. they're going to be more engaged than they were before. Yes. Yes. And and I used to do one-on-one meetings with my direct reports once a week, just short meetings, yeah. make sure everything's okay with work, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. it's a check-in as well. You know, if I yeah. notice something not going well or absenteeism is going up or whatever, is there something that I should know about? Is there something you need help with? If it's EA uh, employee assistance program information, I can pass on all those yeah. types of things that you do need to know those things. Again, it can be confidential in a one-on-one meeting. Absolutely. But Knowing those things helps us 
as leaders understand why maybe you're not doing so well right now. Yeah, and I use the analogy like like uh, your your business, your team, they're in this roiling, boiling pot of water. So you become that coffee bean that goes in there and starts spreading through the water. And if I can start converting other people into coffee beans, maybe we can make this rolling, boiling pot of water into some useful thing like gourmet coffee, bring that team together, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's, that's you being that little tiny coffee bean and starting the the whole process. I love that analogy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of my signature talk. So I, well, I I love it. And who doesn't drink coffee, right? (laughs) Well, some don't, but yes, I love it. Yeah. Is there any one big tip you want to leave our audience with today that perhaps could maybe enhance their leadership skills? Well, I was, um, as you were thinking about that, um, that's a great question. I think uh, making sure that you have the empathy, that you're building the Mm -hmm. relationship, that connection with your people. Too many Mm -hmm. times in the past we've had, okay, I'm the leader, I'm the manager, I'm the director. Um, and this is the direction we're going, uh, regardless of the of the uh, the feelings, the 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 motivations, the engage level engagement of your mm-hmm. of your team or your employ- employees. Um, making sure that you have a relationship mm-hmm. developed uh, on a personal level is is mm-hmm. I think the u- utmost key. It's the very basis of servant leadership, I think. Yes. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, f- I feel like that's uh, there. There, you've you've got to have almost equal parts of um, of uh, empathy and accountability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not doing if you're not doing what's uh, what needs to be done, Tara, we need to have a conversation. Oh, you have something else going on. Oh, you don't have anything. Well, now you need to step it up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. That, exactly. Because uh, we're we're looking for performance. We're not looking for people that show up to work to collect a paycheck. You know, mm-hmm. we're looking for yeah. those that uh, I get to go to work instead of I have yeah. to go to work. You know, I, I was just reading something on LinkedIn about, you know, do you dread Monday mornings? Because if yeah. you do, you could be good at your job even, but yeah, or not. But if you are yeah. good at your job, are you happy? Right. Yeah. So even understanding if they're unhappy because maybe they want different work or they want more responsibility, you can even give them project work and, and stuff to help grow them. Yeah. So, I found yeah. that uh, uh, an article the other day, it was talking about that. And it was, uh, you know, we talk about uh, employee benefits. Yes. Well, okay. what about emotional benefits? Mm-hmm. If you can invest in that, uh, I, I was working with uh, some uh, a um, uh, senior care facility. They mm-hmm. have uh, a lot of healthcare workers, and you know they're struggling with their culture basically. But um, you know they're losing people, absenteeism, turnover rates, quiet quitters even. But mm-hmm. they're losing people because several of them went to a, a rival senior care facility because they could get a, a, a twenty five cents an hour more. Well, wow, that's what I don't know. Forty bucks a week, maybe. So mm-hmm. why not invest in connecting them to the company? Mm-hmm. You're going to reap benefits, and they're going to go. You know, I really don't need that extra quarter an hour. Uh, right? You know, yeah. I like where I'm working. Yeah. Now, yeah. Granted, at some point we may have to increase the uh, hourly rate on them, mm-hmm. but in the in the interim, as a leader, 
inspire them to be, um, to, I get to go to work. It's, it's money yes. work to go to work, you know? Yeah. I yeah. mean, not everybody can pay top dollar, whatever yeah. that is. But if you have that culture that we've been talking about, communicative, yeah. inclusive, you know, diverse, people are going to want to stay and will forgo yeah. the extra quarter. Yeah. I right. Totally. I mean, it's yeah. just the way. Totally yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, well, thank you for a great conversation around leadership today. It was very informative. Um, if people wanted to find out more about you or they have some questions, is there a way they can get in touch with you online? Absolutely. Uh, one is uh, go to my website, uh, fullthrottleleadership.com, and, uh, or drop me an a email at uh, dennis at fullthrottleleadership.com. And uh, if you go to the website, there's a, a free download there. Of awesome. uh, four action items that you can start using today. To oh, I love it. Improve your leadership. It's it's my uh, elite performance blueprint. And they're real simple things to uh, implement. And you'll see results uh, fairly quick. I love those small actions we can take today to make yeah. us better leaders. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for sharing all your experiences and your tips today, Dennis. Well, I appreciate it, Tara. This was a, a great conversation. I wish it would. I wish it was longer. I love talking about this. <laughs> Awesome. Well, maybe you come back another time. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to do that. Awesome. A big thank you to our listeners as well. I really do hope you were able to gain some valuable information from Dennis today. If you are new to leadership or even a seasoned leader who knows that leadership coaching, consulting, or even workshops are the way to grow on your leadership journey, or perhaps you want to join a community of leaders, please visit us at amplifyingleadership.ca, a twin-led coaching and business services division. Until next time, please be safe and be an amazing leader or leader to be.